Put a mustache on Boober Fraggle and call him Gallagher Crosby, attorney at law. This is GeekCast Live. It's a trap! Uh, hey, what's up? Hi. Uh, welcome to GeekCast Live. It's episode uh, 450-something, maybe, uh, of season 10. Uh, I am your host, Geek... No, not GeekCast Rye. Rob Bass. This is going great so far. This is a it's train really, wreck. It's really a great... You know, the thing is, is that sometimes you start the season... And then uh, can't get everybody two weeks in a row and it fucks well, everything up. It, it happens, you know, life happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and with me as always. And cartoon me. It's a me, yeah. a cartoon Joe. We fuck, Here to you, audition you for that. Mario. <laughs> uh, uh, episode, season it. 10, episode 433. 433. That was allegedly. Close. Yeah, fair. How are you doing? Uh, I, I mean, I'm great. I'm great. I uh, just took a big hit of my PAX 3 uh, vape, and I got here uh, a whiskey, water, and two slices of orange. Hell yeah. Uh, I have a Modelo here, and uh, that's pretty much it. Nice. Uh, How's your week been? Because <laughs> uh, I feel like mine's just oh, been a chaotic fucking mess. Yeah, mine. What has mine been? I don't know. I woke up yesterday uh, and it was Sunday and I, I worked and then now it's Thursday at like 10 o'clock. I know, right? Eastern time. So I'm, I'm not really sure. It's been fine. It's been a fine week. I, um... I feel like my fitness regime. No, that's not it. Regimen. Mm. <laughs> no, I like, order. I like to imagine you, you have a regime, like some sort yeah, of. Well, it's the easiest way to work out is to imagine a gun to your head. Yeah, exactly. Oh, like you're a landlord in Mao's China. <laughs> Woo. Getting political today. I hear Love it. Um, oh. No, but it was good. I, uh, I've been working out, um, hitting the grind hard. Like I talked about last week and, um, I don't really think I've lost any weight yet because it just hasn't been enough time, but I sure. am at the lowest notch on my belt and could have cut another notch this morning if I felt like it. So I'm feeling good about that. Hell yeah. Um, feeling great about my body for the first time in like, I don't know, five or six years, probably, probably since I got married, to be sure. honest. Um, and yeah, feeling, you know, for the first, well, not to be too dark at the beginning of an episode. <laughs> um, feeling for the first time in like, you know, six or seven months that maybe I want to live to see the future. So, yeah, you know, which is, which is why you hang around because sure. eventually you will feel like wanting to see the future again, but yeah, you know, a uh, very positive week, I guess all things Excellent. considered, you That's know, I had a funeral cool. for a lady who was 102. Oh, uh, went great. Really happy, you know. I mean, it's great as a funeral could go. Now, did you like? Were you just like going, or were you presiding over? I don't know what what kind of pastoral roles you might f fulfill in a funeral service or something like that. Or I uh, so uh, we had like a full on funeral, as much as a Protestant can have a full on funeral. We had hymns. We had um, we didn't have communion. Could have, sure. but you know. I, People are weird about that, so I don't include it. Sure. Um, the plan was for it to be very short because I think the funerals generally should be short. But sure. um, as I was planning, I was thinking about how much this lady liked music. So I included four hymns, uh, a prelude, an interlude, and a postlude, which is a lot mm -hmm. of music for a 45-minute sure. service, especially yeah. since every song typically adds about five minutes. Okay. So if you're doing the math, um, we're at 40 minutes just with music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's perfect uh, yeah uh and we also had some prayers and then the uh her two grandsons and a lady from the church got up and all gave eulogies and that was like 10 minutes apiece. and then some other people got up and and just said like a sentence worth of nice things uh which is fine but um <laughs> yeah my 45 minute service was an hour and a half 
So. Nail it. Yep. Yep. It was fine though. Everyone. in I mean, I haven't received any negative feedback from the service. Um, you know, the only, the only real time constraint was that they had reserved a restaurant for everybody to go eat at. Yeah. Afterwards. And they were late to that. But ah, okay. it happens. So, yeah. Fair. Uh, but otherwise it went well and it's my first, so it, it's my seventh funeral that I've kind of done, Sure. but it's my first like actual proper funeral service that I have done everything for. Sure. So I was, it was, it was an interesting, exciting. And you know, I, I got to wear my, uh, I pulled out my robe and my stoles and looked the part and stuff. And that was neat. So that's very cool. Yeah, it was cool. I love, uh, I really think, how do I want to put this? So mm-hmm. this is a weird venue for me to talk about this in, but I'm a little high and a little drunk, so it's fine. Send it. Um, Season of full send. I love, I've decided, hospice ministry. I really, really like being with people um, as they transition from life to death. Sure. It's such a sacred time. And it's really quite beautiful. Yeah. Um, sad. Awfully sure, sad. But, but like beautiful. Yeah. You know. Um, and I also have decided I really like liminal services. So I like I, I generally speaking, I, I wouldn't do a baptism for like a baby personally. I, I would if somebody like was heart set on it. Sure. Um typically I'm more interested in a dedication because I think um just Personally, my theology, uh, baptism is a commitment and you don't really have a right to make that commitment for your child. That's your child's choice. But you can dedicate yourself and them to like raising them in the faith or whatever. And that's fine with me. Yeah. Um, But I like that kind of service. I love weddings. I I adore weddings. If I could do a wedding every weekend, I would. I really, uh, every wedding reminds me of every wedding and every wedding I've ever done, including my own has been wonderful and makes me cry. And it's just, it's just great. I love weddings. Yeah. And, um, I've decided I really like funerals. I really like, um, you know, it's, it's this moment where people, they don't know what to do because they're lost without the person who is now lost to them. Yeah. And as my, like my pastoral role is to walk with them along the path to realizing it's okay to let go because in letting go is, is when you realize you're actually holding on. If that makes any sense. You're, yeah, no, you're I'm following. Yeah. You know, so, so like my, my favorite line from this uh, particular funeral sermon was um, uh, death is an end, but it is not the end. Yeah. You know, as, as long as we remember the stories, as long as we remember the care, as long as we remember the lessons of the people who've gone on ahead of us down the path, um, they're still alive with us as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, um, to the lady who died and her family, uh, my condolences and also, you know, you're still alive with us, uh, to Bill Elliott who, who passed away and, and his service was this weekend too. Um, and, and his family, my condolences and, and also celebrate the love you still have in your hearts for him and for each other. Um, and for anybody else who's lost a loved one, um, my heart goes out to you and, um, you know, they're not really gone until every last bit of them is gone from this earth. So, (sighs) and that's how I feel about that. I just, I just really like it. (laughs) Well, I don't like people dying, but I, sure. There's something about the, um, the cliche of it all, you know, it's ritual is important. And that's at the end of the day, even if the church dies, not just like the individual church, but like the grand, if Christianity goes away, I will still be deeply devoted to, to ritual and, and it's necessity for human life. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't know. That's been on my mind this week. (laughs) <laughs> That's big, powerful thoughts. Wow. Yeah. How's uh, how's the chaos in your life? Oh, it's been just fucking anarchy. I feel like I'm uh, crashing through work and crashing through school, and still constantly behind on things, and it's great. Um, but uh, we've been making it through. Um, it's just been a just a whirlwind, uh, which is fine. It means that I'm just getting through it quickly, but. I would like to be through it at this point. <laughs> oh, for sure. But we'll get there. I mean, this is yeah. only the 
end of year one semester two well not even a year like not even an end either it's only like a third of the way through but yeah but 15 <laughs> weeks goes fast yeah yeah so um it's been exciting though um i'm just uh pretty pretty overdoing uh chemistry and speeches but alas um i will be doing it for the next uh several weeks so just gotta suck it gotcha. up what uh it's just gen cam right yeah, yeah, uh, which gotcha. has been pretty all right so far. It's uh, been getting into like Lewis structures and things along those lines. So uh, it's I been all right. Yet? No, no. Gotcha. Um, but I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> really gotcha. Stoic is my favorite. I really love. Well, but I love anything that's like a geometric proof. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, geometry, I really not my strong suit. Yeah. Yeah. Totally Algebra? fair. Loved algebra, all sorts of like, yeah. I could do algebra for days. Nice. Well, that's what I feel like, um, man, I got really lucky. Uh, listeners, I think know at this point that we went to high school together. Yeah. Um, I got really lucky with whatever, I think I got college prep geometry and mm -hmm. I can't remember the name of my teacher, but she's the one who had the, um, the therapy dog who she'd sometimes bring to class with her. Sure. I can't remember. And, um, did you have her? Uh, no, I did not. Okay. Gotcha. She was probably the best math teacher I maybe have ever had. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I adored her class. And as a result of her excellent instruction, um, when I moved to honors algebra two or trig or whatever was after that, um, I was the only person who knew what the fuck was going on with geometry. <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. Because all of the like honors kids had Mrs. Henry and I'm going to name her because <laughs> all she did was care about Frank Lloyd Wright and whether or not you turned in anything for homework. The number of people I know who turned in their Spanish homework and she was just like, Ooh, a piece of paper, 10 out of 10. <laughs> unbelievable oh fantastic yeah and yeah no i feel like there wasn't ever a math teacher that i really uh clicked with very well i liked math a mm -hmm. lot and was good like felt like i was good at at least learning the concepts pretty well but yeah uh didn't yeah. ever really have a great math teacher i feel yeah i uh, loved sleeping in mrs evans class because it was right after lunch yeah and uh, she'd call on me for the first couple of weeks of the semester. I would, I'd eat lunch. I'd go to class. I'd fall asleep. She'd call on me. I'd wake up, read the board, give the answer and go back to sleep. And after about three <laughs> weeks, she stopped calling on me because she thought she was catching me in something and she was, fucking wasn't. <laughs> Lawless. <laughs> uh, it was uh, great. I miss those days. Yeah. Well, so speaking school, of you know, like, missing... The, yeah, like, speaking of missing high school, this is a great yeah, of missing high transition. school and you know school uh, and kind of you know things of our youth and past. Um, there has been you know something from our youth and past that has kind of been uh, circulating around uh, this time uh, again. Uh, so I don't know about you. Actually, I do know. Uh, but big big Harry Potter fan, right? Or at oh. least like G grew yeah. up with it, like. Read the material, watched the movies. Went to, I think, every midnight showing, except maybe the first one, because I wasn't old enough. Uh, slept through the sixth midnight showing um, out of protest for how bad the movie was. <laughs> uh, got, a, got a wand. I have a wand. It's here. Yeah. Great. Uh, I, I do as well. Yeah. Uh, so... A spent a lot of time good trying memories. to figure out. Sorry. I just, yes, a lot of good memories. I would say I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what Myers Briggs personality went in which Hogwarts house. Did you have a good read on that? that? No, no, but no. I had a lot of people who liked to, to do that and I liked participating. That tracks. Uh, yeah. What house are you again? Slytherin. Slytherin. Okay, same. Yeah. Uh, so you heard Hogwarts Legacy was coming out then, right? I have. I did hear. And when it was very first announced, um, Turf Island was just known as Great Britain. Yep. And I was very days. excited. I was very excited for it. It looked, I, you know, uh, 
I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't yet 32. Uh, sure. so I was still interested in replaying high school bullshit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, yeah. So there, there's been uh, a lot that has come out, uh, around this game. Uh, not least of all, uh, J.K. Rowling uh, having just thoughts on the world and putting those out into the ether. Uh, and so this game, I've got, I've got complex feelings about it. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how you feel about it, but I've, I've certainly got some thoughts. Um, I mean, it seems like everything that I would have ever wanted from. Mm -hmm. uh you know a hogwarts story like uh you know being able to make your own witcher wizard and uh, go to hogwarts and you know live through your own hogwarts you know experience you know magic classes all the whole nine yards uh that's everything that i like feel like i ever wanted as a kid right yeah uh, right and uh it seems like it seems like something that I would be interested in playing were it not for a multitude of like problems. And some of the problems Maybe. start with the, like the game itself, um, with the story and plot for the game. <laughs> and then also uh -huh. like uh -huh. compounded upon by just all of the, uh, the turf, turf related commentary from JK Rowling and her, you know, transphobic remarks. Uh, yep. and, and the fact and, that she, uh, maybe you're leading up to this and I apologize, but the no, fact no, that she literally ahead. said she, she is literally on the record as having said, um, every dollar I receive from my royalties proves to me that my fans agree with me and I will be donating that money to anti-trans charities. Yeah. And that's where the problem really in lies. Yep. Like. I don't know, like, it's not that I would condone anybody for being a bigot of any kind, but, uh... Well, I would condone her. I would, I would definitely I would, condone like, people for being game. a bigot, but, like... Yeah, uh, but if you're, if you're just playing a game, I don't think you're a bigot. Sure. Necessarily. And Necessarily. Now, if you're buying sure. the game just to spite the left, maybe. Absolutely. And I can also generally, um appreciate like death of the author as a concept right uh i really enjoy uh, a lot of hp lovecraft's works for example i do not like hp lovecraft at all i think that there are a lot of problems with that fucking dude um but there's a lot yeah. of you know it wrote <laughs> some fascinating material cat. that's yeah yeah exactly um and so i could try to separate Rowling, I suppose, from, you know, her fiction and her works um, and her shitty opinions about, you know, uh, who gets rights and uh, who can be considered, you know, a feminist or, or a woman for that matter or, you know, any kind of person. Uh, the weird assumption that all trans people are inherently racist because men, not racist, rapists, Right. Because men are inherently rapists. Very cool yeah. stuff from J.K. Rowling. Yeah, it's it's interesting stuff. So like it, it's not. Uh, and so no, it's terrible. in knowing that, uh, you know, spending money on um, um, Harry Potter related memorabilia or the game books, things along those lines, you. you are just kind of feeding into one, her assertion of rightness, um, and two, her donating, you know, said royalties and this money that's coming in from all of these things uh, to these different causes. And I, I've got a problem with that. I think that's yeah. a real, a uh, real issue. But um, uh, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't well, have any interest in buying the game. That being said. Right. I could be interested in pirating games. Uh, yeah, I think especially after the um, the fanfare dies down and and like WB's not paying attention anymore, because I, I feel like Warner Brothers, if you're if you're pirating it right now, they're going to be looking to see like, 
how many people are pirating this because we want to know if there's still interest in this IP. Sure. But sure. if you wait like could... six months and then pirate it, they're probably not going to be looking because corporations are like blind. They're future blind. Sure. And additionally, it's only on PS5 right now, so it'll be a while before I can find a decent... Oh, no uh, shit. I yeah, it it's not on... going to actually come to other consoles or anything until April. Um, is that just... Is it just a Sony exclusive? Is that the deal? It's or like a Sony early launch. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I assumed uh, it had to do with coding problems, like how uh, you clip through the floor when you pet the cat. Yeah, I don't know if it's anything quite like that. Um, but uh, then getting to the game itself, right? So, you know, getting away from J.K. Rowling's terrible positions in politics and and funding her, um, you know, assertion of rightness. Um, yeah. The game itself. You're playing the game. It's just the game. You're going to judge the game on its merits. Sure. Yeah. Um, I got a bit of a problem with the, like the premise of the game. Yeah, you don't say. Right. So what's your what's your understanding of the like the plot? Have you seen like trailers for it, no. or like have you had like an ele uh, an elevator pitch of like what you think the story is the, about? The plot, as I understand it, and I, uh, as I said to somebody on Facebook this week, I'm totally willing to be wrong. The plot, as I understand it, is that you are a student at Hogwarts during the Goblin Rebellion. Sure. And it is, uh, in addition to working through the classes and and doing uh, high school bullshit, you are also helping to put down those dirty, nasty goblins who think that they get should have rights. Yes. Uh, yeah, and so... I don't know. There, there's a lot of problems I feel like with that. Uh, one, like, I don't know. I'm a big believer and there's something that we uh, are saying about ourselves and, and our, you know, culture, the world around us with the stories that we tell. Right. Yes. Like, yes. Um, and I don't know. I feel like putting down slave rebellions and like a previously established and well-established, like, segregationist wizard society in this world right house elves are slaves uh goblins uh were and are apparently slaves at this point in time uh slavery and oh, and there's like so they a do degrees get some rights of at the purity. end of the goblin rebellion what's that they do get some rights at the end of the goblin rebellion just not the right to to, to have wands and do magic uh do sure. wizard magic that, i mean that sounds right gotcha um and there's also, you know, like the weird degrees of like blood purity um, whenever you get into, you know, mudbloods and halfbloods and purebloods and, and stuff like that. Just even the whole concept of a muggle. Y yeah. And like, you know, they're not just like, like, oh, that's just a regular person who's not a wizard. Instead, it's yeah. no, no. Here's a racial slur for people who are not. <laughs> yeah. Which you don't yeah. think about when you're just reading it as a kid because you're like, you know, you're reading it through the eyes of somebody who's been uh, abused by, by people like that. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you move into the game and you uh, start off as a fifth year student in Hogwarts. You get to make your witch wizard. Uh, you get to uh, get yourself sorted into your house. Uh, you can connect it to some, I think it's your Pottermore account, and get your uh, wand and whatever house you're connected to there if you want. Um, that's actually uh, that is kind of cool. I will give it as cool. That is kind of cool. Yeah. Like I will that makes give that Pottermore matter a whole lot more than it ever did to me. Yeah, um, which is fine. You could also just as easily do things in the game and uh, get yourself sorted into a house that you want and also get a wand. It might not be the same yeah. one as Pottermore. Maybe it is. Who cares? Uh, I mean, that, it, that's that's a fun feature. I will give it. Yeah, that. absolutely. Um, I love then, look, where Marvel stands here. We love an interconnected universe. We sure, stand. Yeah. We stand an interconnected universe. Stan Lee it. Um, yeah. And so <laughs> I was just trying to move on from that. Uh, so, yep. uh, 
yeah, and then you like moonlight as this uh, person who you know is working towards putting down this goblin goblin rebellion. Yeah, and uh, so I've caught a few glimpses of spoilers in this game. Um, yeah, and I guess I should give like a brief spoiler warning because um, you know this is uh, uh, Snape kills Dumbledore type territory right. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, you find out that at the end of the game, uh, the whole like goblin goblin rebellion and uh, like all of this stuff has been like incited by some fucking wizard, and that they were like just framing some goblin for you know fuckery reasons. And I don't know. That just makes it seem all the worse. Like yeah. Yeah. Are we supposed to be rooting for anybody (laughs) other than the goblins, I guess? Which is like an interesting, that's actually an interesting philosophical philosophical question. I hope the game explores it. I don't But knowing Harry Potter and the Harry Potter universe, I don't think it will. Yeah, like... Because if you remember, the only person in the entire series who was explicitly anti-slavery was Hermione. And the organization she founded was Spew. And it existed for the purpose of making fun of anybody who thinks that activism is good. Yeah. And (laughs) it was, yeah, they and they just dropped that fucking thread. And Hermione just kind of gets, like, laughed at for a while. And then, like, house elves are still slaves. When when Harry thinks to himself, "Um, I'll never tell Hermione about this because she'll be so fucking annoying. Yeah. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's weird. It's gross. They, uh, they decorate the heads of their dead slaves for Christmas at mm. Grimmauld Place, uh, which Hermione participates in, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm trying to think about it. Uh, also, think <laughs> about it a lot because uh, we all enjoyed these and grew up with them <laughs> yeah, and didn't and, notice. Yeah. And it's fascinating. <sighs> and then, I guess, uh, so to, to add on to things that make me have weird feelings. Um, so, uh, the developers of Hogwarts legacy also included a, um, a character who shows up the three broomsticks, um, Mm -hmm. which is one of the, or is the pub in Hogsmeade. Uh, and, She's the first trans character in the Harry Potter universe, which like allegedly, allegedly, but like they she scans as trans, but uh, yeah, yeah, people have asked the developers and they won't give a straight answer. And um, yeah, and there's like there's no evidence within the game for sure, other than the fact that like she happens to have a deep voice and her first name is Sir Anna. Or Serona, yeah. I don't know. Serona, I, I believe. Serona Ryan. Very, should have just named her Amanda Hug and Kiss. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it, yeah, it feels very on the nose. And it's not like, yeah. like if we're going through the pantheon of Rowling's characters, it's not like uh, her naming conventions her, have ever been. Um, right. Particularly right. it is, complex. The say, IRA I, little Irish kid who blew everything up was named Seamus Finnegan. Right. Like the the one black character was Kingsley Shacklebolt. Right. Like <laughs> the one Asian character was Cho Chang. That's that's yeah, not true. Not a, the one Chinese character, because Pavardi Patil, uh, Patil was also yeah. Asian because she's Indian. Correct. But, yes. Yeah. And yeah, it. Weird flex, I suppose, is yeah. what I have to say about that. Like, I'm right. not well, entirely you, you sure. Feels like gave, the it feels like she gave Pavardi a normal name so that no one could say the only Asian character has such a shitty name. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. <sighs> so it just, it feels lockstep in line with the rest of the universe for better or worse. But right. uh, it definitely feels like it's for worse. It, look, it would be charming. If she wasn't a turf. Yeah. Yeah. That's yes. 100%. That's really all uh, it comes down to. If she wasn't actively trying to genocide a group of people, 
it would be very funny and endearing. But alas, <sighs> uh, yeah. yeah, it's just, uh, it's weird. This is the bartender, vagina penisman. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <sighs> So, yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on the game? Or do you have any interest yeah. in picking it up or I, so uh, exploring I, at any point? I, I, learned, I learned an interesting little tidbit today. Delightful little morsel. Uh, so yeah. one of the arguments I got in on Facebook this week was about... Um, so, so somebody had said something like, um, you know, this game is really controversial because Rowling liked a couple tweets. And I was like, first of all, she did not just like a couple tweets. She's like actively doing all this bullshit. And sure. um, instead of addressing that, actively so I, tweeting I, things out and, and stating her thoughts in regards to this conversation and yeah, yeah and she's, getting on she's BBC standing, and doing she's standing awfully close to a bunch of people who've pretty much explicitly said like, uh, women shouldn't be allowed to have abortions. Uh, gays should be chemically castrated. And if you are trans, you should be forced not to be trans, uh, whatever that means. Um, yeah. Not all of those words have come directly out of her mouth, but she's standing next to the people. She's giving the money. She's, she's doing all this stuff. Uh, no. Um, maybe you're gullible and credulous enough to like just give it to her. I'm not. I just, you know, I don't know. Um, doesn't mean I'm better or worse than anybody. It's just my opinion is that she is actively trying to do harm. Anyway, yeah. uh, I went on and, to say, um, regardless of what she's been doing, it's, it's first of all, like it's more than just liking tweets. Second of all, there's it's during the goblin rebellion where we're putting down the goblin rebellion because they want rights and we don't think they should have them. Hashtag yeah. wizard supremacy. Like, <laughs> Now, Gross. if there's an angle that you can take in the game, and I have no idea how if this is an option, because it does it is a role-playing game. Uh, it does seem like there are a variety of different paths that you can take to uh, make your I way mean, towards help, the end of the game. If I can help yeah, the if goblin, I could, if I, I can help the goblin game. rebellion, like if I can I like throw in with them and be like, you know what, these guys are fucking rad. Let's like we're we're fighting for rights for these guys. Yeah, I'd be intrigued it. by I mean, that. The, yeah, the I'm only intrigued thing by is that. that doesn't... Um, it's not going to change the ending of the game, but at least you can try. It's very sure. hope punk, and I love it. Yeah, as a concept, I'm with you. Um, but, so anyway, uh, we we got into the the kind of uh, anti-Semitic portrayal of goblins um, in the Harry Potter universe, and this person I was arguing with is like, first of all, I think calling out the racism is actually racist because. When I think of goblins, I don't immediately think of Jews. And I was like, I don't either. Um, I think it's disgusting. Uh, I, I think he came back at me was like, I think it's really disgusting that you would compare Jews to goblins. And I was like, I also think it's disgusting, which is why I'm so upset that one of my favorite authors has done it. Yeah. Um, and, and like... <sighs> There has been a big argument for a long time, you know, is having the goblins be bankers anti-Semitic? Is uh, when Harry goes to Gringotts in the first movie, he literally walks into a bank that has a Star of David on the floor. Like, maybe... And in in maybe the game, I, I know that uh, goblins also get um, uh, some kind of fucking little horn. Um, God, let me look it up really quick. God, uh, do they up. really? Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, they got hooked noses. They look like a character, and like uh, his point was like goblins have always looked like goblins, and I'm like, first of all, they haven't. Um, you can look up the history of goblins. Goblins uh, are typically just a German version of like Scandinavian elves or Irish leprechauns or like gremlins in certain cultures. Like they are just little mischief makers who sometimes are malicious mischief makers. Uh, so they look like lots of things. They don't always look like caricatures of Jews. Second of all, it's a choice to make them look like caricatures of Jews. That being said, and, oh, go ahead. Uh, and then building on that, like, uh, 
then putting them into the position, like building up this type of, you know, culture and people um, and this this stereotype and then putting them in the banking role. Just uh, right. Um, Historically, the reason that Jews are bankers is because it was the only job they were allowed to do in medieval times. And Uh, if we're going to draw the parallels, uh, what other jobs are available to goblins in the wizarding world? Yeah. Um, I, not many, I'm sure. Right. I don't know, but uh, that's the only one they're mentioned in. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, at the very least, it's the one that's m- most prominent in the, in the universe. And right. in, in the Hogwarts legacy game, you can find a goblin shofar. Uh, I'm sure that I'm pronouncing that no. incorrectly. But, uh, yeah. Which is a fucking <laughs> Jewish horse. <laughs> Oh my Which, god! Yeah, oh, that, that well, one seems a little intentional. Yeah, well, I haven't even gotten. You might to have been able to get away with a lot of other stuff, but like, I don't know. That one seems a little weird. Like, yeah, this is this is all set up to the little morsel that I was going to share, which is that. Um, are you familiar with the concept of the blood libel? Yeah. Unfortunately, so for those of you who are listening, who are maybe not familiar, there was a it's a, it's a pernicious rumor that goes around whenever uh, whenever uh, countries decide that they want to exterminate Jewish people. And it is called uh, generally colloquially the blood libel. And the the idea is that uh, it started in the Middle Ages. And the idea was that Christian babies were being kidnapped by Jewish uh, rabbis and and priests and, and people in general so that you could use the blood of the Christian babies to make matzah bread, which is an unleavened bread. Um, I, there's nothing in Scripture, as far as I know, there's nothing in Talmud that ever talks about using blood to make bread. In fact, drinking or eating, consuming blood of any kind is actually expressly forbidden in the Jewish faith. And also eating human parts is expressly forbidden in the Jewish faith. Um, the, the only people in history uh, uh, who, who consume human flesh are like cannibals in indigenous tribes that do it for ritual purposes. And, um, Basically, or, white Christians who like yeah. eat mummies and shit. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, they so, do. Like, anyway, draw your own conclusion from that statement. Anyway, in this game, apparently, one of the 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 charges leveled against the goblins is that, is that they are stealing wizard babies to drain them of their blood to use the blood for ritual purposes. And if that is not blood libel, in a metaphorical form. I don't know what is. So like, let's pretend that they do not look like a caricature of Jew of, 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 of Jewish people from like Nazi propaganda. Let's pretend that, um, actually goblins are just really good with money, which is why they're, they're bankers. It has nothing to do with antisemitism. Um, the, the six pointed star of David on the floor of Gringotts is, Totally just a design choice. It looked cool. Right. Yeah. It looks neat. You know what? It's a beautiful thing. A six pointed star. Who doesn't love two triangles? uh, Fucking. Which is what it looks like to me um, (laughs) right now in this moment. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Who doesn't love a six some of points? Um, Fucking weird, man. Anyway, (laughs) uh, let's let's pretend all of that is just a bizarre coincidence. You're going to include fucking blood libel? In a goddamned video game and tell me that it's not anti-Semitic? Yeah. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? And look, <laughs> once again, if this was another property, if they were dealing with some of these issues as part of the story, if if um if this were anything else, but everything rolling does is so on the goddamn nose. Yeah, we were talking about that with like even going so far as like naming things, but like it's it's not it's not a particularly in depth or involved story. No, it's uh, not a subtle story. It's not a subtle story, and that's I don't know. It's an enjoyable story. I really like it. I've always liked it. I honestly haven't read it in seven years because I just a haven't had time, and b I've been trying to explore other stories of like like Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Sure. A lot of the same themes. Really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. 
um, uh, not transphobic. Fewer goblin shafars. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't gotten into Terry Pratchett yet. I sure would like to. There's a story I heard about where a guy goes into a town and in he's like a detective and he's coming in to investigate a bunch of murders that have been pinned on a goblin. And in this world, goblin like anti-goblin racism is so common that the name of the bar he goes to is the goblin's head. And he walks into the bar and there's literally a stuffed goblin's head behind the bar. Hmm. Throughout the story, he gets to know the, the goblin woman who has been accused of this crime. And he discovers, first of all, goblins are people. Second of all, she didn't commit the crime. Third of all, the way our society treats goblins is really fucked up. And by the end of the story, he actually goes into that bar and is like, if you don't change the name of this bar and take down that goblin's head, I'm going to fucking kill you. Now, we can discuss the ethics of a cop doing that. Sure. But, but yeah, it's a great story of growth and, and like understanding that racism is bad and like uh, sentient beings deserve rights. And they're, they're always like, they were so, they, they were like, right next to the story that's that's the thing that bothers me the most you were right next to the story and you picked the the wrong side and the wrong perspective yeah like this could have been this could have been you could have done like instead of hogwarts legacy maybe it could have been like i don't know like hogwarts i don't know i can't think of a word for like future legacy whatever that means Sure. like this this could have taken place during uh, a new era of hogwarts where um, the goblins are rebelling because, um, you know, uh, the Minister of Magic, Hermione Granger, has made people more aware that sentient species are sentient and are just as capable and maybe in different ways as wizards of doing magic. You know, I mean, wizard society, I think, in many ways would collapse without the, the unpaid labor of house elves. Um, you know, the unrecognized work of goblins and, and, you know, I, I think a Hermione Granger, I would like to hope that a Hermione Granger status quo would not be status quo, that it would move things in the right direction. And so maybe, maybe you're playing alongside, maybe you're going to, to Hogwarts school alongside the, the grandchildren or great grandchildren of the golden trio. See, you know, I'm, and and maybe you're participating in a second goblin rebellion and helping them succeed. Sure. And I would even game. be fine with them like exploring, like even going so far as exploring basically what they did in this story. Right. Even if they didn't want to change any of the story beats, really, there's a goblin yeah. rebellion, uh, 1890 or whatever, turn of the century, England. Right. Uh, and they we were set up. And it was set up so you were aiding and supporting these, you know, people, these like oppressed goblins and stuff. Yeah. And well, and it could even be out. it could even like, be a story where at the start of the story, you, like all other wizards, are anti-goblin. Sure. And by the end of the story, you realize that um, you know, a former Death Eater has uh either gone under the radar or escaped from Azkaban and is actually the one fomenting the rebellion. Yeah. Uh, and has framed the goblins in such a way as to try and get them exterminated or something. I think that there's so, a, like we could do something with that right. story. And so by the end of the story, not only are you on the goblins side, you're also like you're trying to actually help them succeed in gaining their rights. And you have made wizard society aware of the way that this racist death eater has manipulated them. I yeah, think that'd you're, be fantastic. you're generally leaving the world a better place. <laughs> right. What like, a story for the time that we're in. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> like they were like adjacent to the story, I think. Like that's the thing that's most frustrating to me about this. Like just looking yeah. at it again, like strictly from the, the, the plot and the story and the game itself. Right. Uh, it's know, fascinating. It is fascinating. And it's, yeah. And once again, weird design choices, weird storytelling choices, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah. And, and like, I feel so weird about saying this. Take out the blood label, blood mm-hmm. libel, take out Rowling's support of turf bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I think it's almost a completely uninterest, like, not uninteresting, but like uninteresting game. 
it would be a game that lots of people would play. Lots of Potterheads would buy. It would leave very little mark on the culture, but people would enjoy it and they would enjoy it unproblematically. Yeah. And that would be great. What a world to live in. One in which JK Rowling <laughs> just shut the fuck up after she made a billion dollars and then gave a bunch away to charity. Yep. Ugh. Uh, different times. Um, I do president have in that universe. What'd you say? I said Al Gore was president in that universe. Right, yeah. Uh, climate change isn't a problem. Uh, Trump actually went into um, make, uh, he went into Hollywood movie making like he always mm-hmm. wanted. Um, he's actually playing the emperor in, in the Warhammer 40K movie. That um, In another time, in another place. Yeah, that Henry that been all right. is still directing and producing, but he has recognized that, um, that Trump is the better emperor. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that universe. Uh, Christopher Walken is still in uh, Dune, though, as the emperor for that universe, yes. which I'm fine with. <laughs> Spice must The flow. memes would be <laughs> incredible. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that's, walk uh, with him so as not to attract shy halud. Close. <laughs> uh, what are you geeking on this week? Oh, um, I actually, there's two things I would like to, there's two Twitter threads I'd like to read before oh, we wrap shit. up. Send it. If you don't mind. One is yeah. my own. If you don't mind me kind of, uh, I don't know, jerking myself off, I guess. Send um, it, I guess. What'd you say? Send it, I guess. Yeah. So this was, this was from the other day when I was arguing with somebody on Facebook. I said, spent, I spent large chunks of the afternoon arguing with a, a high school friend acquaintance about why Harry Potter kind of sucks. And I have no interest in Hogwarts Legacy. Here is a non-exhaustive list for why I won't play. And, and these, these are my reasons. This is why I won't play the game. If you play it, I'm not judging you for playing it, especially if you pirate it. Um, and, and, you know, if, if you have decided that for whatever reason, Harry Potter is so important to you that you have to play it, fine. You know, I'll judge you a little bit, but I'm like, I don't hate you. We can still be friends. Um... If you're totally, if you have no idea about any of the stuff we talked about today and you already bought it, I get it, man. Not all of us are extremely online. So all of those caveats. Terminally, terminally offline. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Reason number one, I care about my trans friends more than I've ever cared about a piece of media. People are more important than stories or stuff. Um, They've, they, my trans friends have asked me explicitly not to play it. And it, it doesn't change my life one way or the other to not play it. Doesn't fucking bother me to not play. I'm already not playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, reason two, I'm, I'm 32 years old and I will be 33 years old this year. I am so sick and tired of playing games about high schoolers or games about going to high school or doing anything that has to do with high school shit anymore. If you are a millennial, you are pretty close to 30. If high school was the high point of your life, uh, go outside and take a walk and tell me that that's not better than navigating the social mores of high school. Touch some fucking grass. Three, I don't like, I, I, I don't know how big a part the Goblin Rebellion will play to the story, but I'm not into the idea that any, we already talked about this, but any sentient race is superior to any other sentient race. A lot of people will say, but it's just fiction. No such thing. Like we talked about, the stories we tell ourselves affect how we see the world. And if you're not playing critically, you're not going to pay attention to that subplot. And since uh, the the it's just fiction folks share, I think, a circle in the Venn diagram with, I just want to relax, shut my brain off and play a game. I do not believe that they will be playing critically. Reason four, Rowling has explicitly stated that your money will be going to anti-trans clauses. She thinks that wealth equals merit and therefore she's right about every dumb fucking thought that goes through her head. Every dollar contributed adds to her delusion and I refuse to participate. Five. Based on everything we have so far, it seems fucking boring. Six, the screenshots look awesome if it were 2004. But in 2023, the game looks like shit. 
It's possible that it's compelling enough to overcome how bad the game looks, but I will never know because of reasons one through five. And finally, number seven, there are so many games to play. There are so many movies. There are so many shows you can watch. There are so many books to read. I legitimately do not have time in my life to watch Harry Potter or do anything with Harry Potter anymore. That's seven off the top of my head. I don't necessarily think that anyone's inherently bad for playing. Uh, many people are possibly uninformed or misinformed or malinformed, and I can understand why somebody would want to play it, even if I disagree and think it causes harm. Not everyone knows a trans person or cares about anything except their own enjoyment. Lots of people don't realize that Harry Potter is the closest thing to a religious text they have. And I realize, or I think that that's a big part of why, of what this comes down to, why a lot of people want to play it. It's like how uh, some Catholics don't like the Pope, but they still go to church or evangelicals who love their gay cousin, aunt, and uncle, neighbor, etc., cetera, uh, still listen or go to Hillsong. The community that they've built around the object of their worship is more important to them than the damage that they might be doing or the damage that the object that they worship has done. And I can understand that, but I'm also personally a pastor who left his denomination and got out of the ordination process because I ex because that denomination explicitly rejected LGBTQIA plus folks. The way I see it, I love God by loving people, and for me, it would be unloving to support this game by buying it, playing it, or even shutting up about why I won't be doing either of those things. Maybe it's not the same for you, but that's the way it is for me. And that's it. That's all I had to say. The second uh, thread I'd like to read is from Chuck Tingle, um, who <laughs> is awesome. I love Chuck Tingle. You should love Chuck Tingle. Unproblematic and excellent. <laughs> He's wonderful. Follow him on Twitter if you're not. Follow him on Tumblr if you're a Tumblr person. He's fantastic. But he said today, or yeah, today, bad takes even from the left on J.K. Rowling's game saying you must be okay with this game because other things are worse. Folks protest how and when they can. For instance, Chuck is vegetarian. When I see meatless Monday buds, I don't say only one day a week doesn't matter. You're doing it wrong. I say, thanks for helping, bud. Devils constantly snarl. Curious, you dislike this small thing, but you are fine with this thing that is inescapable in modern society? Yes, bud, that is called existence. Seeing something on left side trotting out this point over a game is disappointing. But that is beside the point, really. There is such an obsession with practicality and what is the most utilitarian way to have effective protest that these buds are forgetting they are talking about someone else's innate personal belief not a logically targeted display of morals. Telling a bud your, per your opinion is not effective protest, so don't voice it, is a ridiculous move. Do you expect others to say, you're right, now I'm okay with this game, my thoughts and feelings were entirely utilitarian and theory-based? Buds, this isn't a chess move, it's a personal choice. If someone dislikes the game, they have the right not play, and proclaim why. If they feel different about, how, about you because you play it, that's not some innate form of harassment. It's expression of their belief. You exist with other sentient beings and their separate thoughts. Sorry, bud. This is so obvious. If you saw someone in your neighborhood walking around picking up trash, you wouldn't yell, where the heck were you on the weekend when there's more than the most trash? This is ineffective. You're doing it. Uh, you are wrong for doing this on weekdays. You'd say, thanks for doing your part. And yet, when it comes specifically to trans buds, so many, even on the left side, are falling over themselves to tell trans buds, just play the game. It's silly of you to care, and your feelings don't matter because they are ineffective protest. And to that, I say, heck off. Your existence is not measured by how effective you are as a living protest. Your opinions are not ranked by whether they can crumble a conglomerate. The act of, be of loudly being yourself alone proves love. For you, for your buds, and for others who are afraid to be loud themselves. Just have to add, unfortunately, I do not think it is an accident that even some left-wing buds subconsciously view trans protest as a form of performance, whether they realize it or not, and other protest as an expression of sincere belief. There's a long way to trot on this one. And I just thought that oh. was perfect. If you want to play yeah. the game, if it's that important to you, by all means, play it. It is so utterly unimportant to me that I won't play. I just won't. Um, maybe there's a chance, Rob, if you, if you get it, if you pirate it sometime in the future, 
and I'm over at your house and you're like, hey, would you like to check this out? There is a small chance that I will say yes. Um, it is a non-zero chance, but I, I'm not going to go out of my way to play it. I just don't have any interest in it at this point. Um, and I don't think anyone's bad for having interest in it. I really want to stress that. I just don't, I just don't, I'm over it. I'm, I'm, I'm over Harry Potter. I have read better books at this point in my life. Um, if you haven't, uh, go to your local library. They need your support. And I think that's all I have to say about that. I think it's well said indeed. Thank you. Do you have anything you're geeking on this week? Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Listen. You're fine. <laughs> um, I've been waiting all day to read these, uh, these tweet threads. Um, I am geeking on, well, right now at this exact moment, I am geeking on Vox Machina. Hell yeah. Um, the prime, <laughs> the Amazon prime show slash critical role show. It is tremendous. And I am so sad that season two was only 12 episodes because I finished them today. I'm, yeah. done, I'm done with them now and they're fantastic. And now I have to wait however long it is until I get season three. And I hate that. I hate it a lot. So uh, hurry up, get, get to it. Tit mouse and critical role and everyone else involved. Hurry, uh, hurry. I, it is excellent I, though. I am entitled to your work. Damn it. <laughs> hashtag. No one is entitled to your work. Hashtag long hashtags. Nailed it. <sighs> but for real, as soon as humanly possible, please. I am. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm so ready. It was really good. What are you geeking on? on this week, more Mark? dragons. Uh, I <laughs> have been geeking on uh, Pathfinder 2. Mm. Uh, my uh one of my D groups who i've gamed with for years a bunch of my old roommates uh and i we have uh had a little bit of a break mostly you know between the holidays and uh just kind of had a little bit of a rough patch getting uh uh the gang back together because of work and kids and life and stuff um and um we decided finally uh, to let one of my players uh, take over as GM for a little bit, and we are switching um, gears in both systems. So we're moving from D&D 5e to Pathfinder 2e, uh, which looks super sick. Uh, I'm really excited about it. It's a little bit more crunchy than 5e, um, but there's... Uh, uh, it, it's just fun learning a new system, and I think that it's a little bit more involved. And as a result, there's a lot more that you can do with it, um, which uh, is fun and exciting. And we're That's also awesome. using. Um, and, uh, what's up? I was just saying, uh, can you give me an example of uh, something you can do because it's more involved? Uh, sure. So uh, in Dungeons and Dragons, for example, you on your turn generally get a bonus action, an action, and then um, you get a movement, right? Um, and um, yep. in Pathfinder, they just bundle it all up um, and they just say, you've got three actions. You can run three times, you could strike three times, you could do something three times, and some abilities that you do, some spells that you cast. Um, they're going to take multiple actions for you. Um, so something that costs three actions might be a much bigger spell, a much bigger heal with a lasting effect that will, you know, heal your allies in the area every turn um, for, you know, X amount of turns or it'll do X amount more damage or, you know, uh, and also leave, you know, fire everywhere after your giant fireball and stuff. Um and additionally, uh, there are uh, many levels, or at least uh, I think four, four levels to your proficiency in each skill, rather than in 5e where you're just proficient or not proficient. You're either trained or you're not, and you get a bonus or you don't. In uh, this, you get to be either trained, um, like master, um legendary and then something else or there might be a, uh, something between uh trained and i think it's trained expert master and legendary gotcha. um so it um 
it, it creates uh, a much more interesting um, and diversified characters, right? It makes a, a just kind of a lot more uh, many gives you more options uh, for character creation and play and development over time. Uh, and the last big change is uh, it is a very uh, a, a lot of your characters like design and mechanics and fun stuff that they can do are done with uh, the feats that you get in the game. Uh, in 5e, um, they're a little um, uh, reserved in giving you feats. Feats can be kind of, you know, big power spikes for characters. Um, and you only get them every four levels or so, um, every two levels uh, if you're a fighter. Um, and in this game, you're getting feats every level. You're getting multiple feats a level. Um, and some of those feats can later feed into better feats, but they have to have certain pre what prerequisites that are met uh, to be able to get that, um, that later feat. And so it creates um, just kind of a bit much bigger, uh, a much more big web of character design. Um, and then combat, there's all sorts of conditions. It's just a game of stacking pluses and minuses on yourselves, your allies, and putting your opponents in really awkward positions. Um, and it's, uh, it's a much more dynamic combat, I think. Uh, a lot of movement around on the battlefield compared to 5e, where you can get like move and charge into somebody, and then you just kind of get stuck into combat. Um, with that one person until somebody um, drops. Nice. So yeah, it's very cool awesome. stuff. Very cool stuff. Nice. Hashtag. Yeah. Uh, thank God for the OGL fuck up that is WB. Yeah, yeah. Not and WB. It's uh, WOTC. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, but Warner Bros is another story. That's that's the. Yeah, yeah. The um, the inebriating hitting me real hard all of a sudden. Yeah. If you like what you heard, uh, give us five stars on the podcast uh, apps and things. Yeah, especially uh, the Apple one, if you if you have it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, tell us how great you think we did tonight, because it was just it. It was fucking stellar. You know it. Um, and also you can tell us other things. If you go and find us on the Twitter or Facebook or other socials, all you have to do is search at GeekCast Live. Um, and also check out the website that I made, violentpress.com. Yeah. If you want to support us in other ways, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash geekcast live where you can, um, pay for us to do things basically. Um, up to and including making us watch whatever movie you want us to watch. Um, looking at you guys who really want me to watch The Godfather. So just throwing that out there since uh, Ryan and Nick aren't here to uh, to motherfuck me over it. Um, if you want to wear shirts with uh, our faces on them or whatever, you can go to gcl.threadless.com. Um, gcl.threadless.com. Is that it? Is that all the plugs we do? Follow us on the uh, socials. You said that. Uh, Check me out feels- over at this freaking show if that's the thing you want to do. If you if you think that I uh, need to shut the fuck up less, <laughs> I think it's it. I think we did it. Nice. Uh, call your grandparents. We love you very much. We'll see you in hell. Bye. Hey everyone, Nico here again. And as we always like to do about this time, we've got to send a shout out and a big thank you to all of our supporters uh, on Patreon and on all the socials, all the folks that help make this thing go. You know who you are. We love you. Our man, Danger Johnson, Brandon Rust, Kelly Shuttlewood, the Poly Nerds, Lada Bartova, Jesse G. Letourneau, Lemon Wedge, uh, Scott S. I don't know if that's, I'd like to people to stick with their whole name. Big Pickleson, Little Eddie Horsecock, Big Frank Micropenis, but that's not spelled the way you think it is. It's spelled like a Frenchman. The Clicker from Boston, Chud Thune, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., uh, different one. Uh, Stan Lee from Beyond the Grave, Rip. Night City's finest juggalo, Steve. 
Nick Kroll, not that Nick Kroll. It's both a C. Four Finger Emily, uh, Little Titty Baby, The K-Man, Jew Dave, Dave the Fish, and the embodiment of Skulldudgery. You know who you are. If we forgot you, write in. We'll add you to the list. Thank you, as always. And uh, we miss you, poopsies. See you soon. Sure.